It's just like that uh, statement that I use a lot in The Course in Miracles. I haven't read The Course in years, but about, I'd say, seven or eight of seeing things that I read in there or heard of others when I was involved with it a lot have stuck to me, you know, strongly, because they're such a fount of, uh, they're the gift, they're like a gift that keeps on giving. Every time I go to entertain that statement, it just opens up a huge... Uh, panoramic vista in my head, you know. So one of them was, you know, you and I give everything all the meaning it has. That was a very strong uh, bit of information in my life. But this one I liked a, a lot, which is, you and I are the dreamer of the dream. I like to change it a little bit because the dreamer sort of has that noun-like feeling, obviously, and I don't think, I don't like to give credit to nouns too much because they're where the the mind's flow get stuck on those branches of noundness, you know. So your mind's going, flowing, and then there's a noun, and then it sort of gets caught in a little eddy around that. And then that mind that could be fluid and alive gets stagnant and repetitive, yes? Then the rocks that goes around are nouns. You know? If you saw everything as a verb, there'd be no branches to get stuck by as you went flying by them, because you are, you know. Your acceleration is so much you don't recognize it, to tell you the truth. You're light. <laughs> You're vibratory light. It's pretty, it's pretty incredible. But, all right, so, so you and I are the dreamer of the dream. We forget that we're dreaming. You know, they don't, they don't try to add why that happens or how it happens, so I like to throw that in. This is just my take, you know. But how do we forget that we're dreaming? Well, we, we, we remember ourselves as a dreamt object, a self, yeah? A self is located in an object. The self gets its story from the body, yeah? The body that looks different than that body. This is the whole premise and basis of separation, is body identification. So, the dreaming is not of the body. Yeah? The dreaming is not an object. It dreams of objects, but it's not an object. Yeah? There's no, no, no object called the dream. There's dreaming. Yeah? And it, the dreaming is dreaming of objects. That's what it is, literally. Yeah? So, you and I are the dreamer of the dream. We forgot that we're dreaming. That's a statement, yeah. So, two statements. You and I are the dreaming of the dream, and we forgot that we're dreaming. Okay. Now, if in the state of forgetfulness, what happens is we give everything we've dreamt the power to affect us. It's an incredible diagnosis, unbelievable diagnosis. You will, you will save so many doctor bills and x-rays and MRIs, spiritual MRIs and fucking like that, if you just hear it and let it wash over you. It's an incredible statement. It's a template you can put over every one of the days of your life. And it would describe exactly what's the basic activity that's going on. Yeah. Can you repeat that again? Oh, I am. I'm going to repeat it. And then let's. And any questions, try to hold later. Okay. So get into a flow here. It's like a little souffle. You don't understand. We're sitting here in an oven, and something's going to come out. Really good. <laughs> Very nourishing. Just don't open the door. Just you know, flatten it out, and, and then you'll have your cake, and you'll have to eat it too. It sucks. <laughs> so it's like a souffle.
So, uh, all right, you and I are the dreamer, or let's say we're the dreaming of the dream. Yes? Okay. So the dream, you want to maybe have a vague idea of an illusion, but it always sounds like there's something called an illusion somewhere. It's not objectified, right? It's an activity. You can't find, like, the illusion of all illusions is hidden in Vacaville, you know, on B Avenue. It's not, it's not in any location. It's not a thing. It's the illusion stems from the dreaming, obviously. Yeah? There is no, there is no out thing, real thing called illusion. It's an activity of mine, but so. Alright, so, you and I are the dreaming or the dreamer of the dream. We forgot that we're the dreamer. In other words, we forgot that we're the dreamer. Okay, so now I'm going to add something onto it. Because this is what interests me. I like to know how I forget, yeah? It doesn't do me enough just to get the statement and agree with it. How is the forgetfulness being produced? Yeah? Because if you don't get the forgetfulness and then you try to remember the dream, it will reinforce the forgetfulness. Yeah? If you try to remember that you're the dreamer as a noun, you're gonna that's part of the forgetting of the dream. So you look at how do we forget the dream? This is my humble offering. How I see we forget, and it's not like you forgot it in 1982 and then that forgetting is sufficient for the next 60 years of your life. It doesn't work that way. It's an activity, yeah? The forgetting is an activity that has to continue for that statement to be so, that you forgot the dream. So there's a forgetting of the dream, yeah? It doesn't become a past tense, oh, I forgot the dream and I've been living in the forgotten aspect of No, it's a forgetting all day, yeah? Now, how is that forgetting uh, initiated and supported and reinforced? Well, the way I saw it was an activity called remembering the self. Because remembering the self is remembering the dreamt object. In other words, you forgot the sense of the dreaming and you're fixated on one of the objects that's been dreamt or is being dreamt. Because this isn't a stable thing either, right? It's It's an activity. So you forgot that you're the dreaming, and you you now have become identified as as a dreamt, yeah, as a dreamt object, and we call it the self. And that remembrance has to continue to keep that statement in place, because what would happen if the remembrance of self would be broken? You may not be in the forgetting that you're the dreamer, yeah. You may go flipping right back to where you never left, which is you're the dreamer. It wouldn't take any time because you're not going to leave a real place called the dreamt object that's not real, that's part of the dream. So that doesn't take any time to get back to the dreaming. Yeah? Just realize you're not that which is being dreamt, yeah, or entertain the possibility you may not be that, and you'll start getting hits of timelessness where the relief is immediate, it's not produced. And it doesn't have to be sustained by anything. It will sustain itself if you stay or just keep entertaining what causes you to remember you're the dreamer. Which is realizing is by seeing you're not the dreamt. Yeah? If I'm not the dreamt, that's going to cause me to lose interest in it. And the interest is what's being, which is, is the fuel or the glue the remembrance uses to bind you to the self. Yeah? Because it's the honey pot is you. It's in you. Yeah, you are that. 
That's why you keep remembering self all day, because it's the way of remembering you, but the you that you're not. Yeah? And in the remembrance of the you and the you and the you and the you that we're not, the forgetfulness of being the dreamer is in place. Yeah? Okay? So now that that's so, what can happen when that's in place? There's a distribution of meaning, yeah? From the dreaming, through the dreamt object, to other objects, yeah? And now the objects that I'm dreaming have the power to affect me as the dreamt, yeah? You can see it, a simple example. It's totally simple. All you need is one example. It's, it just registers throughout everything else, you know? So one example can be. So here, there's an event in, my, in this life for me. Two women leave me. Yeah? Basic. That's what, it will, if it was seen from above, in the physical realm, there would be a coupling together with one woman, and then left, and coupling her, and then left, right? Two women leave me. One woman, I like her, she's alright, but it's not a big deal to me. Yes? So when she leaves, I get over it in about six hours, or probably quicker if I met another one. If I met another girl, I'd get over that one pretty fast. Yes? The other one has been given the signification that she's the source of all my happiness, or she's the one, or she's the fairy princess. Yes? Now when she leaves, just like the other lady leaves, it creates a huge uproar in me. They're the same event, right? The same event, relationship with a woman, breaks up. But the effect is hugely different. Because that second woman, being named the one, has been given a lot of meaning from the dreaming. I've dreamt her into being the source of my happiness. And now the source is leaving. What do you think your reaction is going to be? Not, oh, have a wonderful time out there. No, I hope you don't send me a postcard for the next boyfriend's yacht. No, you'll probably try to stalk her, take her hostage, call her up, email her when she says, don't please get in touch with me, get in touch with her, on and on, because the meaning she has is quite large. To who? Not for the dreaming. It affects, in a sense, what's dreaming, but it, it's to the you. It's to the dreamt object she's the source of happiness. From the dreaming, there's no way in hell she's ever going to be seeing the source of happiness, because that is the source of happiness. The dreaming. What's dreaming is the source. Yeah. It can only forget that it's the source by remembering it's a dreamt object. When it remembers it's a dreamt object, it forgets its nature, takes upon the false nature as being so, and in that, all meaning is given to other things, and they now have an incredible ability to affect me. Bosses, girlfriends, police, you know, the registered person at Safeway, you know what I mean? Someone's in the 10-item line, they have 12 items, they have a huge effect on me. Time, you know, time, I'm, I've got to get out of here, I'm a very important person, I've got the July 5th barbecue I have to go to, I missed July 4th, so I made a big one today, and on and on and on. Yeah, giants, whatever. So there's a lot of meaning given. Yeah? Constantly. Constantly, constantly. But what's the conduit? See, this is what happens. People bitch and moan about what's happening to them as if they're an innocent bystander or an un, unprovoked, you know, observer of the thing. That's not the case, yeah? 
That's not the case. What happens is, meaning has been given through this to that and then back to this. Yeah? Now, the return mail we don't like. But we're totally into thinking, I'm this and I'm this and I'm this. But will we get the return mail? No, no. They're fucking with me. They're doing something to me. Yeah? It's all upset. This is, you can't have it both ways. If you're indulging and you're loving the idea of being you, you special someone you. <laughs> if you're into that, you're going to get the blowback. That's the way it goes. The dreamt object isn't suddenly not going to be a dreamt object when it decides it's not, it's not advantageous to be a dreamt object anymore. That's what people like to do. They want to get out of self when it turns on them. But while everything's happy and dandy, and people, oh, I think you're so great, you're such a great speaker, oh, yeah, all this, then they're drinking up past the brim, but as soon as, oh, oh, you know, I wish I could get out of this, no, you don't, you never, if you did, if you did, you would have never gone in it, yeah, we only want to be in it and have no kind of effect, and then when it gets bad, we want out, but the only way to get out is realizing you're not in. Yeah, that's the true out. So when you get disillusioned by all the freaking shenanigans, disillusioned by all the great gifts that life bring about, maybe right to your door, and how you minimize it and package it into the way you can handle it. Maybe if you give up the idea of being that special somewhere, at least lose a little interest in it, your interest and attention will, be, will uh, go to other things, maybe not of you. And maybe not of thinness, yeah. And maybe your interest and attention will now be wedded to the conduit that's always available at all times, right where you are. Right where you seemingly are is right where you are. But you're not where you are as a body, you're right where you are as everything, yeah. Or nothing, or the negation of both, yes? Yeah. So, okay, you and I are the dreamer of the dream. So everyone says, Okay, they read that. Why not investigate? Are you or not? If you can see one moment or a few moments in your life that you gave meaning to it, I guarantee it it means you've given meaning to every fucking moment in your life. It's not like a very unusual event that you finally saw once, like, you know, an endangered species walked across your walkway. No, that's how it is all day. You and I are giving everything all the meaning it has. All day. We think we're giving it to me. This is, no. This has been given a meaning also. This has been given the meaning of being you. Yeah? Now, through this you, so this is what sets the lenses of the kaleidoscope. The light comes through, and now it fractures the way all the conditioning and the mental ideas and the beliefs and all the past behaviors, how they all accumulated impressions, those affect the light moving through, and you get to see exactly how it is for you. Yes? For you. You don't see exactly how it is. You see exactly how it is for you. And then there's a binding in that. And now you're at the, you're at the, you're at the both ends. The distribution of meanings occurring, and then the meanings are coming back and landing on you. Yes? What do you think when they taught in Zen, they say, if you see the Buddha on the street, shoot him? What? Why do you think so? It's not just a joke. It has a meaning. It has some value. 
The way I see it is, if you find a Buddha on the street, you may have thrown your own Buddha nature out onto someone else, yeah? You may have objectified it as Chris's or as John's, yes? At that point, you've lost the sense of Buddhahood. You might as well shoot that false idol so that it goes back to where you are and you find it within yourself. Yes? You pledge allegiance. In this world, there's different levels going on. Those levels demand some attention. So, you, it's like, do unto, you know, pay unto Caesar what is Caesar's. Okay? So, if you don't have a place to live and you need to get a job, attention has to go there. But it doesn't have to be the landing spot where all of you are. Yeah? You can always be at some other location, which is right where you are at all times, that is not of circumstances, that are not of situations, that are not of physical conditions, not of mental conditions, not of emotional conditions, not of spiritual conditions. Yeah? Prior to that, an unsubstantiated yet totally verifiable absolute. Always available at all times. A sense of presence not emanating from any body or anything, but just emanating out of what we would call nothing, in a sense. Yeah. You can have that as an available while you're slogging through all these levels of manifestation of your head. Sometimes you're doing well, sometimes you're poor, sometimes your health's bad, sometimes it's good. Sometimes you're in a relationship, sometimes you aren't. But what's the absolute? There's the false absolute, which is you. You are in the relationship, and then you are out of the relationship. But the real absolute is what you truly are. That's the false mental absolute, that this is the absolute. That this was prior to every experience. This arises basically after an experience, to tell you the truth. The feeling of being you does not is not before the experience. It, the experience allows us it allows it to arise, but it's actually an afterthought, an afterthought that has this feeling that you were prior to, but you never were prior to. You were never there to receive fucking anything. The receiving initiates the you being there. Yeah. As soon as the head claims the conscious contact, it uses the consciousness, consciousness, not you, consciousness that's in contact, it uses that moment to tell a story that it's the one that was in contact, and that I'm prior to contact. In other words, if I'm not seeing, I'm still there. If I'm not hearing, I'm still there. You're still there, but not what you take yourself to be. You arise. You arise and depart. The feeling of being a self isn't stable. It arises and it departs and arises and it departs and it arises and departs. You live and die hundreds of fucking times every day as a self. But in the context that it's arising and departing in, that hasn't been stirred or moved by all your arising and all your departing. And it's available. How could it not be? Follow every any sense back, and you'll see this. You'll be the one who's having that sense, and it ain't you. <laughs> you're not what's seeing. You're not what's thinking. You're not what's feeling. You're a thought about what what's seeing. You're a thought about what's feeling. You're a thought about what's hearing. But you're not it. It's a mental idea that we've been that has established itself by incessant repetition. Yeah. It's like saying the mantra. It's like this lady at a meeting I was at the other night said, 
you know, I'm, I'm all that, you know, I'm always thinking about me. And she says, and you know what, I know everyone else, everyone else is thinking about me. And I said, you know, in truth, it's true. Everyone's thinking about me. It's, it's a different me because of the you it's identified with, but it's the exact same thought system. Everyone is in the me thought system. Yeah? So when you're right, everyone is thinking about me, but they don't think it's you. <laughs> That's how it proliferates. If it was one me, we'd all be fucking bored stiffer hearing about it. That's all these different yous. But because every you has this, this little fucking incredible chip in, that it's, we have this significant difference of my me, you, your me, that me, because there's a different body involved. It's the same fucking me we're thinking about all day. A long-lasting, independent, separate entity. So she was diagnosing it completely, but she didn't see the spirit of it. She was thinking, yeah, they're all thinking of me. Now, yeah, not the me that you are, you think you are, but the me that they think they are. You better believe it. The whole place is cooking like crazy. <laughs> so every once in a while we feel it, so we think, hey, they're thinking about me, and they think it with our... our Gravitational pull is so, so strong, we pull that thinking about the me there into us. Uh, they're all thinking about me. <laughs> you know, see, you're like, you've got the disease ultimately. Because now, everyone who's sick with their me, you're taking them there thinking about the me you are. It makes how, Have you ever met a person that lives like that? They believe everyone's thinking about their me. It's fucking insane. Isn't it? Jesus, they don't have enough to worry about what they got. They got everyone else's, seemingly everyone else's thoughts about me as that the me that they think they are. Oh, fucking. <laughs> and you know what? That could be a yet for everyone in this room. You'll be talking to yourself about when you're 80. It's in there. Let's see, just thinking about me. <laughs> If they use interest in that me, yeah, it's the freeing effect you've been looking for as that thing your whole life. The only trick is that it's from it. Yeah? It's, it's not invited to the party. Yeah? It's collecting all the invitations, but not one of those invitations invites it to the party. Yeah? It's like that story I used to talk about the door of heaven. I always do not like that one. Many I've said it many times. Well, that's the door of heaven. So I walked there because I was interested in going to heaven, you know. So I knocked on the door, and then the door opens immediately, which is it's sort of very interesting. But God may be somewhere else. It looks like he's lurking right at the door, and there's God, you know. And I go, "Can I come in?" And God looks right at me and says, "Paul can't come in." So I stop. I turn away, and then I uh, think, "All right, well, I'm going to work on my spiritual resume." And start going to books and retreats, and you know, and it doesn't matter what anyone says, it matters what I think. Yes, I'm a good meditator. I'm just, all right, I'm ready. So I got my resume in my bag, and I got like my curio on, you know, beads, a little yoga outfit, white. Go in there, knock on the door. I'm expecting to go in, and then 
immediately also throws me for a loop how quick he opens the door. I said, like, where the fuck was he? Right behind the door. Opens the door. And I said, God, can I come in? And he looks right at me and goes, Paul, you can't come in. So I get really, now I get pissed off. I fucking rip my resume up and I just start partying, you know, just fucking go crazy. And then I get washed up one night onto the shore where the door is near. And so I wake up and I, when I wake something happens, I knock on the door and he opens the door. And, he, and this time it doesn't surprise me how fast it is, something happened. So he opens the door and I go, can I come in? And he looks right at me and says, Paul can't come in. And I walk right by him. He wasn't saying it was personal. He was just stating a fact. Paul can't come in. John can't come in. Chris can't come in. Heike can't come in. None of those can come in. But all of you are in. Yeah? It was only, it wasn't him. Was he wasn't, there was no lock on his side of the door. The lock was on my side. The identification as that Paul caused me not to believe I was welcome in heaven. All I needed was to see I'm not that, and then I'm already there. That's what happened, seriously. This can speed up the time, hopefully. You entertain this possibility, give it repetition, just like the selfing gets repetition. Entertain it just like you entertain yourself constantly. Entertain this a little bit by maybe using a subjective question. Who knows? If you need a tool, that's a good one to use. Hopefully you'll get to the point where there'll be no need for a tool and just entertain it. And uh, the tree will give fruit. And when the fruit expresses itself, you'll realize the tree by the fruit. Good tree cannot bring forth bad fruit. A bad tree cannot bring forth good fruit. You know? You'll feel an ease and comfort. Uh, you'll start out shining certain circumstances that used to really dim you down pretty much. You'll stop putting hopes on things that aren't meant to be your salvation. You'll see blue is blue and red is red. Things will become clear with no thought or effort on your part. You'll be the recipient of a shift. In a sense, this experience will be a recipient because it will change how things go here. Not how things go, but how you see them going. Yeah. It may stay exactly the same. Just, you ever notice how when you, I used to see those temples where some people live there for 30 years and they do the same thing basically every day? eat the same rice gruel, take the same shit, you know, to the same place, sleep in the same cot, yet they're not bored at all. And then other people are 11 o'clock going a helicopter trip over San Francisco, 1 o'clock cliff diving, 5 o'clock uh, shark tank thing, 7 o'clock uh, suit life sushi, 9 o'clock porno show live, <laughs> 11 o'clock, movies and agendas, 12 o'clock, you know, maybe for pass out. Yeah. And you would think, man, those people had so many more experiences than the person or the woman at the temple. But the, the person and the woman at the temple, in my humble opinion, they're not relying as experience as their currency in life. It's what's shining on their experiences. That's what they're off on. And they have a live mind. Their mind is alive and fresh. So it doesn't matter if they do, quote-unquote, the same thing every day. It's never going to look like the same thing. Because it's going to be that raw mind. Yeah? Therefore, now, you're not beholden to experiences. There will still be a point where what allows you to have experiences may not allow you to have them anymore. 
like playing tennis with your knee or knee surfing and this and that. And you'll see if there's an addiction to experience or not, because you're going to go through a withdrawal. Yeah? You're going to go through a withdrawal if that was the basis of your happiness. Now, I have a lot of joy doing that, but when I go in the water, the joy goes in with me. I don't extract it from the water and bring it out of the water. I bring it into the water, and the water amplifies it. Yeah? It doesn't mean it's not there unless I surf. It means that that brings out the note easier. So now I have to learn clarinet instead of trumpet, let's say. But the note's there behind it all. Yeah, that's to me is freedom. Yeah? Freedom from things. Freedom to do what you want and, and not do what you don't want. Yeah? Freedom to, to be flexible, to roll with how things go here. Yeah? Yeah. You can't learn the art of life. It's, it's just something you find out about. Yeah? You find out about it. Yeah? If you find the right cornerstone or the right keystone, then you rest everything else on it. So like in Buddhism, they call it the right view. So you learn, you find out the right view, which is non-self. doesn't mean there's a self or a not-self. It just means non-self. It doesn't give you any what non-self is. It just says self isn't. Basically, yeah, that's all it does. It's a negation, and then you're the affirmation. You don't need to find a mental affirmation to the negation. The negation allows the mental, allows the the, the living affirmation to occur. Yeah, so you go to sort of an affirmation, but not by an opposite of the, the negation. The negation does all it needs to do, and then you find out what life is and what life isn't. Yeah. And then you're here. At the moment, everything's coming and going. You know? At the moment where all the deliveries are made, yeah? all the disappointments, all the expectations, everything, they're all landing, they're all rising right now. And you're attentive and interested in this moment because you've given up the addiction to time. Because the time is like the addiction to self. Self and time is synonymous. Yeah? There would be no sense of self without time. It's a process, yeah? And there'd be no time without a sense of self, yeah? Or you may have a feeling of something, but it wouldn't the way we feel it. Yeah, to me, it's like, the, it's like the whip of slavery time. People are just getting whipped all day by their idea of time. Yeah? They can't stop and smell the roses because they think they've got to get to the hyacinth part of the garden quicker, you know? They're always moving, moving, moving. I've taken hikes with people, and I've watched them, and their energy is like three steps ahead of where they are. They're thinking about the next hike tomorrow, or they're planning on this, getting a big um, knapsack or whatever. They're never really at the step they're on physically. It's just mind-boggling to have a whole life look like that, as if you've, you've missed, you're not even in the frame of all the pictures you call your life. You're walking out of the frame, every one of them. Yeah? This puts you in Saturday because there's no there's no Friday or Sunday. Yeah. This isn't a Saturday that I, I have I don't have like a little gauge at home with all the Saturdays I've lived through and I gauge this Saturday and see where it stands. I think I'm upgrading my Saturdays with this meeting every week. Now. Before I didn't have this meeting it was sort of, you know, 
surfing earth, but then bad weather now. You know. Now, this, there's no graph. This is just another fucking day. Not even another day. It's just this day. This is this talk. You know, I never get tired of being involved with a talk because I'm never giving it. Yeah, I just show up, happens, and it's happening for years. And you would think, when is this fucking gonna change? Or when's it, when am I gonna give you something to do? But hey, none of it's coming. <laughs> it's just like first time I sat is like the same first time. Yeah, when the water moves through the hose, it isn't yesterday's water or tomorrow's water. It's that rush of now water. Now is even an idea. So. Yeah. If you're flipping out about shit, question who's flipping out about it. You know, deal with all the flip out, but while you're dealing with it or not dealing with it, that's another form of dealing with it, avoiding it. Maybe just throw a little uh, line that goes that way and, and ask who is it? Who is it that's worrying about next week? If you're, if you're, it's not you, you won't be so interested in what you're worrying about. Not because suddenly next week has lost any interest. It never had any interest. You gave it all the meaning it had. Next week had meaning because you were going to be in it. That's all. There's no fucking other meaning. Yeah? Would you think that it would be, that this would be such a bad moment you'd want to get out of it and just go into next week if it wasn't you that would be thought about next week? Give me a break. It's the cherishing of self. That's what drives this whole event. You wouldn't listen to someone else's shit going on in their head for five minutes if you saw it wasn't yours. Unless you wanted to sleep with them or get a job from them or something. <laughs> There'd be some kind of hook that you would have. Really, you know? I don't like being crude, but I like being crude. Here I am. See a woman I want to go horizontal with, yeah? So, I don't know if we're... we're uh, Compatible, it doesn't matter. I just want to go horizontal. So she has cats, so we go out to dinner, and then she's talking about a cat for like four hours. And I'm acting very, oh, yes. Okay. Like I'm extremely interested in her cats, which I'm not, but one bit. But I'm interested in sleeping with her. So let's say, so okay, she says, oh, I think I like this guy. He's really interested in my cats. So we go to sleep and go home and we go horizontal. The next time we go out and she talks about cats, forget it. You know, I'm out of it. Fuck this. I can't, can't stand another second about your cats. You know? But before, oh, oh, yeah, oh, cats. I love them. Yeah. It's, see? All self-interest. All self-interest. That's an extreme example. All self-interest. Every fucking, every time your head is up last week's ass or next week's ass, it's self-interest. Yeah? If the next week, which isn't happening, has more allure than what's happening, something's inherently off. Not in next week, not in this, but in how you're seeing things, yeah? And that can be easily corrected. Easily corrected. You can see the, the addiction to time, see it, yeah? Recognize it. Right. My head thinks about yesterday and tomorrow more than it ever puts any attention on now. That's a damn good thing, a bit of information to know, yeah? Would that cause you to want to have more allegiance to that system of thought, or less? I would say less, yeah? Considering you can't get around this event, no matter how much you think about next week, you're seemingly anchored in Saturday in Marin City. It's so much easier, softer way just to be responding to what's happening than to be reacting to what's not happening. And your re- immunity to reacting to what's not happening is in the familiarity of responding to what's happening. 
When you get into the familiarity of being here because there can't be anywhere else you could be, then you'll be immune to all that shit. Yeah? It's not like, oh, I'm, I'm vigilantly staying here. You realize you couldn't be anywhere else. There's no vigilance involved in it. It's a sudden, simple recognition that there's no way I could be out of this moment. <laughs> there's no way. I'm an integral part of it. I am the whole moment. <laughs> there's not one part that I'm, that I'm lacking. So the idea that I could leave is insane. And also, the idea of being in a self is totally insane. It doesn't seem so because it's a lot more sublime and insidious and cunning and baffling. But it's just as insane as thinking you can get into a moment you can never be out of. The idea of trying to get out of something you can never be in is just as insane. It's not as obvious, but it's just as insane. Yeah? You trying to get out of your head, it's like head trying to get out of head, self getting out of self. That's a big picture of being, quote-unquote, in head. The door in and out, the... the, the, uh, the you can replace the, the signs. <laughs> in, out. You go in, and then the other side of it's out. <laughs> you go out, the other side's in. You know what I mean? It's the you that thinks it can go through, back and forth. That's what's giving the meaning to in and out. Tell me where the in of the space is and where the out of the space is in a room. Simply defined by a, a, a wall? You think that separates the space? Give me a fucking brain. It's an appearance. If you take the wall down, do you have to get a like, all right, before we take the wall down, let's measure it. It's a 12 by 15 wall. Call up the space factory. And uh, yeah, we need 12 by 15 pieces of space. Get your pronto, because we're going to take the wall down. We don't want the fucking black hole of this void to suddenly appear. It'll get sucked in and disappear. All right, okay, it's coming. <laughs> You'll never know when it's delivered. <laughs> You'd have that great business, you know, act like you're bringing space. <laughs> this is what's insane. People believe these insane ideas, and businesses grow out of them. People, this self-help business is unbelievable. <laughs> so, yeah, so, all right, the space, the space can be brought in. So we tear the wall down, <laughs> put that space in fast, yeah? No, the wall is an appearance in the space, yeah? The wall hasn't stopped space, has it? Tell me. Do you believe there is no space where that wall is? You don't believe the wall and the space are comprised of the same juice, energy, if you want to break it to atoms and neutrons and stuff? There isn't like atom-neutron wall, atom-neutrons, you know? Atom-neutrons, wall, atom-neutrons, wall, you know? You know what I mean? It's just one giant field of space, let's say. And then things appear in the space. Initiated by what? I would humbly say the dreamer. The dreamer, or the consciousness that's the witnessing these events, give meaning to things, and then things suddenly appear. Yeah? Only to disappear. Because the only thing that lasts forever is the space. Everything else that comes must go. Yeah? Every object comes, goes. Yeah? But the space is the context of it all. So you take this chair, you remove it, yeah? You can't see the chair anymore. What happens? How do you picture the chair? You remember it. Same thing. The mental process is you remembering the self all day. You never fucking see it. You just assume it was there. 
You assume, you assume it was there, you assume it's going to be there, and then you assume it's here now. It's like a sleight of hand. Yeah. Doesn't mean you'll get out of it if you see it, but it's a damn good start. You see it, you see it, you see it, all of it distills into, I'm not that, you know? I am not that separation. I am not a thing. Whatever can be perceived can't be perceiving. Does that hit you? Whatever can be perceived can't be perceiving. An old statement by a great old master, like Poe. Take that to the bank, man. Take it to the spiritual bank. That's very high-level currency. It makes everything much simpler. Whatever can be perceived, which this is, cannot be the perceiving. What, and whatever can be thought cannot be the thinking. Whatever's feeling cannot be the feel the, what's feeling it. Yeah? And what's feeling it can never be felt, can never be heard, can never be seen. So give up this false, faint, crazy journey to nowhere. It's right where you are. Like St. Francis says, what's looking right now is what you're looking for. You just don't think so. He doesn't say, what's looking is what you're looking for only when you think it's so. The thinking gets in the way. What's looking, he doesn't say anything about thinking. He says, what's looking is what you're looking for. Let me think about that. Why? Why bring that in? (laughs) It's just, what's looking is what, leave the thinking aside. Oh, wait a minute, I'm bringing the thinking. Come on, thinking, come on in here. Let's go over this. What does it mean? What's happening? What's looking is what we're looking for. Let's think about this. <laughs> no, no. Just, what's looking is what you're looking for. And let's slap you across the face. What's looking is what you're looking for. It doesn't have any exceptions, or like it's only Tuesday, Thursday, Saturdays, and leap year. Or it's when you're at a retreat, what's looking is what you're looking for. If you're at the brothel, it isn't that. It's not the case. What's looking is not what you're looking for. That's a bad looking, bad. Very bad looking. No, no. Church, yes, that's what you're looking for. You know? Gambling, casino, no, that's not what you're looking for. No, no. What's looking? What? Not who? What? Not who's looking. <laughs> I want to be what's looking at the who. <laughs> I want the who. I want to be Mr. What. As Mr. Who. <laughs> what's looking? What? What is looking? What's looking? Ask yourself the question. What's looking? It's you, Paul. Yes. And you know, you're looking at me good lately. And you know, why don't you go back to those practices? Yes, you get more steam in there, and whatever it is. No, what's looking? What's the immediate reaction? What's looking? That's what you. As soon as you say what's looking, what's that's it. (laughs) What's looking is the perfect description of what's happening right now. What's looking? (laughs) Who's looking? All right, time, processes, path. Bring it all in. Bring it all in to help the who's looking. What's looking? Immediate. <laughs> what am I going to do with that? Find out. Yeah. Find out what it does with you. So, I hope this has helped a little bit. It wasn't my intention, but I hope so. It's so much fun, really, to explore, isn't it? What do you want?